And we are live on Facebook. Let's share my screen. And start the music. In a world of divisiveness, we bring you diversity. In a world of hate, we bring you love. In a world of fear, we inspire you to live. And now, laughing, loving, and alive, with your hosts, Rain Thomas, Elmer J. Howard, and Dr. Kevin. Hello, I am uh, Sunburnt. Hi, I am Rain Thomas. This is my <laughs> birthday month. Wait a second. I have crazy glasses here somewhere. Where are my here? I'll put these on upside down. Do they look crazy with like rain glasses now? There we go. It looks like something rain would wear now. <laughs> right. I'm Rain Thomas, and my sunburn faded. And it wasn't into a tan. Hopefully, she'll be back on as usual with rain. We're having technical difficulties. Yes. Uh, actually, she she says it. Keep, she texted and says it keeps disconnecting. I'm gonna tell her to try try her cellular instead of their Wi-Fi. So we want to welcome our guest tonight. Pretty soon, we're we're gonna still chat a little bit, but while Elmer is tied up trying to see if she can get a an appearance of rain. Um, while he's in the desert, rain in the desert, there must be a song there somewhere. Um, <laughs> I'm going to talk about that. We're, we, we do have a, a yummy guest tonight, and she's going to make you hungry, and she's going to make you want to eat things, but she's going to make you want to eat good things. And so that's already an oxymoron. It's kind of like it's, it's not okay to want to eat good things. I mean, we're all supposed to eat crappy things because they taste better. Uh, I don't say that I buy into that myth, but boy, billions are spent every year trying to convince us to eat crappy stuff so we can get sick and keep, oh, I don't know, the pharmaceutical companies wealthy and the American Medical Association busy and hospitals busy eating crap food because it's got addictive nasty chemicals in it. Uh, and so... You know, uh, so they all benefit and we get, you know, sick and fat and tired and unhappy. Um, and we buy into that belief system. And this woman tonight is going to blow that out of the water. But before she gets here, hopefully we can get rain back in and we can catch up. Almer, speaking of deserts, you're in one. What's up? Where are you? I am in Scottsdale, edge of Phoenix, somewhere. Um, out here in the Valley of the Sun, um, and it's extremely hot as other places have been. Um, back in Maine, it was you know 90 degrees in June. Oh, now you're locking up. This is going to be a fun, laughing, loving, and alive. We have a rain that can't get on, an Elmer that is frozen. Uh, and a guest who Alvar has to bring on before we can start the interview process with her, and I can't do it. Now, I know that she is able to watch us and hear this, and she's probably going, I signed up and put aside an hour of my time to talk to these people. Oh, Alvar, you look like you're back. <laughs> yeah, my, my, well, the internet went down, actually said no internet, and it tried to reconnect. I was just grabbing my phone to quickly jump on jump on to my uh, hotspot with my cellular if need be um, to uh, rain is trying to come in to uh, get the show started uh, on I've the road. I've already started this show. You guys just need to catch up. I mean, like, really? So what are you doing in Scottsdale, Arizona? Are you accepting um, that award for, in for the this film of yours that has 5,000 awards a day or something? Uh, no, actually, I'm, you know, I, I lived here for 10 years, and so I'm actually visiting, um, visiting friends. Um, I got a little sunburnt uh, Friday because uh, we went to the water park and 
even though I used a lot of sunscreen and kept spraying myself, just the top of my shoulders, nothing else, just the top of my shoulders got burnt. Um, but other than that, just having fun uh, vacationing and seeing friends and seeing the old haunts of running around here. How haunting of you. <laughs> and do we do we actually have rain on? I think I see movement. Her lips just twitched. Can they move? Is there sound? Can you hear, can you hear me? Yep. Is there sound? We can hear you. Can you hear me? <laughs> we can hear you. And, and Anna's probably back. Anna's probably Anna. You have to come back. Oh. Like one more time when we're all like same place. Too many great things, and here I am stuck. Yep, she's stuck. All right. This is what we call an extreme case of Mercury retrograde. For those of you who don't know what Mercury is retrograde it me? is. <laughs> when the planet Mercury looks like it's going backwards in the sky, it means it's time to go into internal communications with yourself because all the external communications oh, in the world are screwed up. <laughs> so, uh, and we have our ever always on the top of it technical goddess guru, Rain, um, who does this. So, Elmer, outside of being in Phoenix, how are you? Well, we see if Rain can come back in. <laughs> I'm doing well. Uh, just enjoying vacation after the crazy tax season that we had and seeing friends that I haven't seen in over um, uh, almost a year and a half since the pandemic hit. I haven't been back out here since then. Um, so it's it's good. Things are going, going well. And so, Dr. Kevin, how have your last couple of weeks been? Oh, you know, my last couple of weeks have been busy. Lots of clients and um, working on projects and trying to get more creative things into the marketplace. And my app is moving along. And so I'm hope hopefully I know it's going to be out sometime before the end of the summer. But uh, that's looking good, and I'm kind of keeping the energy up and staying busy. Um, and you know, things are things are pretty good on this end for the most part. My husband has uh, is is uh, you know we're getting a chance to spend some quality time together, and that's good. Uh, and, uh, we just did his birthday weekend. Uh, his mother is, is and him are born seven days apart. So we do a bunch of family birthdays all together. We did that this weekend and, uh, continue to do a lot of work on the house and a lot of work in the gardens. So things are good. We are planning on July 10th for your edification, Mr. Elmer, uh, we are going to do a drumming if you want to come down and drum. Okay. So, I'm not sure, but I thought I would throw that out. And if Rain ever gets back on, maybe she'll come drum too. Who knows? You yeah, she's, she's, she's here, but I'm not seeing any video right now. So I'm not going to try to get her into the stream until we see some video from her. Well, she'll show back up. That's what happens. But I think that we should probably bring on our guest. Um, and if rain, when rain gets on, we'll just have to hop in and we may uh, see what, what, how rain's birthday month is going. But I also want to make sure that we don't take up all of the time that we usually allot to chat to kind of sort of hang out and not chat. <laughs> trying to get all the technical difficulties. So tonight's guest is connected with a previous guest of ours, uh, Vinny Tortorino. Tortorich. 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 Usually Rain does that part of the introduction, so I was kind of I'm kind of thrown in here. Uh, this is, and I am going to go Anna vote. I want to say Chino. Anna Vocino. Anna Vocino. Very good. Is it? I got it yeah. right. Yeah, you did. 
Well, we, had, we had one non-technical uh, success story. <laughs> and Ed Alvarino and Eat Happy Kitchen. Yes. And so she is going to talk about sauces and she's going to talk about being saucy. And, uh, oh, sorry. Um, true. True, true. Oh, good. Uh, we like to keep it interesting here on Laughing, Loving, and I can tell. And we've already provided the laughing part for tonight. Uh, <laughs> Indeed. We're, we're going to do, uh, so I'm going to ask you right off the bat, uh, how much of what I said when you were listening about, uh, you know, the, the overall uh, wanting to keep America sick tirade I go on on a semi-regular basis, do you agree with? I, well, uh, is 1,010% a legit mathematical number because that's how much I agree with what you said. I find that there are a lot of folks profiting off of Americans uh, keeping us sick and out of a, a certain knowledge base. And um, some of it might just be the innocence of we want to sell you more fast food. And some of it is as pernicious as we want to keep you on all these drugs and invent things that we don't need to, to be taking that could easily be solved by just adjusting our diets. Ooh, rain's coming back. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with that. In fact, there's a new drug and I, I actually kind of lost my marbles about this one. There's a new one coming out. That's an injection. And now Vinny and I have been podcasting for the better part of nine or so years about these things. And we don't sell a lot of things between the two of us. We don't sell some expensive course and don't, you know, I sell some cookbooks and he has a book and he has made some couple documentaries and he sells his vitamins and coffee and I sell my sauce and all very low cost items, but everything, our entire message is out there for free. You don't have to buy anything. It's all out there. I've given everything I possibly can away for free for years, for hours and hours and hours and hours. And so this new drug has come out that's an injection that, you know, it supposedly is changing your hormones or something, and it's going to make you lose weight. And it's, of course, going to explode in people's faces. It's going to be a terrible thing. One of the side effects is that it injures your pancreas or could make it inflamed, which is a, generally a, an organ that's injured in people who are dealing with extra weight and are uh, metabolically broken. And so uh, things like that, when I hear that, I go, you know what? Big Pharma's at it again, and guess what? They're going to make bajillions of dollars off of this thing. And Vinny and I are sitting here going, hey, guys, we have stuff that we can, you can it's free, and it, and it won't uh, make your pancreas explode. I don't know. Here's okay. some information. So before we get into how saucy you are, um, <laughs> I, I, do, I have to jump in for a second. Because Please do. I have been saying this for years, decades, that it it you know you you referred to the fact that it may just be an innocent i want to sell fast food but in the 50s in the 50s madison avenue in league with with corporations and all of this capitalize off the post world war 2 denial delusion fantasy that everybody was trying to live because everybody came back so broken and there were so many mental health issues that weren't being identified. There were so many broken soldiers. There were women that had been working that didn't want to go back to not being part of the workplace that would actually sometimes had to carry the load. And there was a concerted coordinated effort to destroy the self-worth and self-esteem of America because you can't sell them something if they feel too good about themselves. Absolutely. And that led right into the food industry. And in the early 60s, they knew that these, these cereals they were pushing to kids were addictive. Yep. They knew it. There was an intentionality for the poisoning of America with the almighty buck. So I don't buy any innocence here at all. <laughs> I, I was saying it tongue in cheek, but it is that people, people generally want to defend the, the, the turning a profit aspect of capitalism without uh, integrating the fact that we can all turn a profit and choose with our wallets while also having a conscience. That's 
that's the part that's missing. And, um, and, and co- corporations, we all, we, we always want to demonize the corporations, but they're run by people and, and we can't understand it because we were trying to run things through our own mental filters of like, well, I would never do that. I don't want to make my child or my grandparents sick. Why would they want to do that? And then you have to, you have to remember that not everybody has the same value system or mental filters that you're running things through. Nope, not at all. And I have no interest in letting any of them off the hook because <laughs> of coordinated effort and damage. And, you know, if, if America doesn't wake the hell up soon, you know, I, I really do lose patience and, and with the fact of the denial that we see on so many levels in so many ways and one of the conditions of this show, a la Rain, so if Anna will bring her back, it would be if I ever mention politics, so I won't, because she goes crazy. And I, so I, we won't get into it. Do you ever want to come on the Dr. Kevin show? We have a heyday there. My weekly radio show. Come Great. on. We'll, 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 we'll do it. We'll do it. Fair enough. Be nice for Rain. It is her birthday month. Happy birthday month, Rain. If you can hear us, we all wish you a very, very happy birthday month. And God bless you for celebrating a birthday month. I'm a fan of that. But I, I'm a Taurus woman, so we, we like to celebrate pretty much everything. Hey, you know. Um, so tell us a little bit about the journey of how you got interested in this. Because I know a lot of times there tends to either be a health issue for the person or someone they love that kind of started it. Sure. So tell us your story. How did you get interested in um, basically trying to lighten up this the this the uh, scam that we're being sold by uh, American media and the corporations and the AMA and the pharmaceutical companies and all the people they own in a city that's between Baltimore and Richmond? We won't mention. Go ahead. The city I grew up in, Washington D.C. I was oh. born. I was born in Richmond and grew up in D.C. Um, yes, I love to talk politics. My entire family has uh, worked in politics. I was a political consultant for eight years. I was a, uh, a, a a FEC consultant, which was basically the person in charge of reporting all the money that goes in and out of campaigns. And I did. I worked for Democratic members of the House and the Senate, and uh, it was a very uh, it, it was a weird day job for being an actor. So I've been acting since I was very young. And my aunt called me when I was 25 and I had my daughter and said, I have a way for you to be able to still go on auditions and and take care of your baby. But you have to learn campaign finance law. And I was desperate and I learned campaign finance law. I come to find out it was pretty soul crushing work. So that's why I would love to talk politics because I've seen the inside, baby. I know, oh, I know it goes oh, on. Oh, honey, we'll be on touch. We'll have you on the doctor. Yeah. It's, it's very fun. But um, that being said, so my personal journey became, you know, I was always very thin, but I was always very sick and I didn't know why. And it wasn't until I was 28 years old. Oh, I had a horrible pregnancy with my daughter. I vowed to never do that. I threw up every day till I was seven months pregnant. I was just horrible. I had had, I grew up eating fast food. My mom worked seven jobs. I had to fend for myself. I was a latchkey kid, single mom. Uh, My mom was a single mom and I, I learned everything to take care of myself. So when I was 28, my mom was 58. She was diagnosed with celiac disease and she had always had pretty much every symptom advanced symptom of celiac other than migraines and lymphoma, which are like two of them that she never displayed. Thank God. And uh, she ran around years and years and years to get a diagnosis because it wasn't very known. This was 2002. And she called me and said, now guess what? It's, uh, what's it called? Hereditary. So you have to go get checked. And I was like, well, and I was very thin. I was always very thin. Uh, Being an actor, I was always on a diet being a dancer, I was always on a diet, you know? And so I chalked up my being thin to, well, I just am that way. It turns out I hadn't digested a nutrient in my entire life. <laughs> and there was no way to tell other than my mom getting diagnosed. And so then when I, the, the only recommendation still to this day for celiac is to not have gluten. And back then in 2002, almost 20 years ago, nobody really knew what that meant. There was like a tiny gluten-free section at Whole Foods and it was garbage and overpriced and I couldn't stand it. I remember I bought this bag of $17 cookies and I threw them across the room. They were disgusting. And I vowed to like, you know what? I'm going to make things that are gluten-free that actually taste good and I would blog about it. 
And what happened was my body started to heal. I started to put on weight. Plus I was just making all these gluten-free treats and drowning my sorrows in the carbs, you know, and putting on weight. And I met Vinny Tordrich in 2012. And well, actually I met him earlier than that, but we decided to podcast and he obviously has talked about on your show, NSNG, no sugars, no grains. And very on in the early years, I was like, no, I'll just do Weight Watchers again. Another organization that just wants to keep everybody fat so that they can make their money. They don't actually want you to succeed. They want a few of you to succeed that they can hold you up as examples and, uh, you know, do that. But anyway, so I uh, went and SNG and all these other health problems started clearing up that just the just doing gluten free was not helping. So I then my mom in 2014 passed away from a, a, a MRSA infection in the hospital, just going in for a routine I mean, listen, it was a serious surgery, a heart valve replacement, but it's a routine, you know, she, yeah. it, she shouldn't have passed, but her body was in such a state of disrepair because she was a horrible sugar addict. She didn't have the capacity to be able to fight a tertiary infection and MRSA is pretty nasty. And I was glad I got to make it there in time to be by her side. And by the way, this is, this sounds crazy, but I really believe that if you can be with somebody at their time of passing, please do we shelter ourselves from death so much and it's really, it's, it's a gift to be able to be there when somebody leaves this earth. So I was very glad to be able to be there, but I was also like, we got to stop this sugar addiction stuff. And I love sugar as much as the next guy. I love to make fun treats and stuff like that, but I know that you got to, it's a treat, you know? So that's kind of my background story. And I repurposed everything to be no sugars, no grains. And that's here we are 10 years later, almost 10 years. So, I, I have done my own, uh, I've, I've done hospice care in my private practice and I've been with people both that I knew and both that I um, were also family members, but I've also been there for other families and stuff at the time of passing. That's beautiful. And it is beautiful and it's, and it's very powerful. And you know, and, and I do without getting spiraled onto it. I mean, I was, uh, loudly shouting um, just before the pandemic about the lack of accountability and the number of people that should have never died that dies in, that die in hospitals and yeah. how little accountability and the screw job that we get if you have health insurance that they, they make sure you stay in the system even though you would think it would not benefit them. But somewhere, if you it's follow money, it has to, because they they've gotten a little better, but you know they're not going to support alternative health medicines. They're not going to mm. support healthy choices a lot of the times, and they will use not following what your doctor said as a way to not pay out if you do have a claim or cancel your insurance if you get something catastrophic because you wouldn't take a medication, which, you know, so five years later, they tell you, oh yeah, we took it off the market because it was poison. Well, I'm glad I didn't take it five years ago. Yeah, well, too bad, but you know, the doctor said five years ago to take it and you didn't. So now you have a million dollars in, in hospital bills because we've, we've screwed you over. And it's, it's, it's just, horrible. It just goes on and on and on. So you became, how often tragedy turns into a passion and a triumph. Oh, we don't learn anything when things are going well. Let's be honest. We're, yeah. like, yeah. we're like, oh, it's great. Everything's great. Everything's going to be like this forever. <laughs> My life is amazing. No, it doesn't work that way. You only learn when you get your ass handed to you. So, so Rain um, cannot join again. Uh, StreamYard kicked her off for trying too many times and having issues. So she's commenting on Facebook. She's trying, to figure out, she's trying to figure out how to comment as herself because right now it's coming across as laughing loving and alive and i told her that would be confusing because uh, if i respond to any comments from here it shows up as that as well but anyway so dueling dueling laughing loving and alive comments right That'd right but uh, i will i will pop up i told her to go on there and listen and then she can send us questions and stuff and that's the way she'll have to co-host is through comments that i'll po put up on the screen for us okay. to respond to um rain Yes. And she said that she loves you and this connection is crystal clear. And can Anna, can you see these comments as well as, as oh, yes. Okay. Yes. 
Yeah. 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 And then I can throw them up on the screen. um, If they're ones that we want the audience to see as well. As long as we don't go like anywhere near dueling banjos, it's just not that kind of show. (laughs) Ah. No, thank you. Uh So, um, you know, and the other thing is, and I don't, I don't, I've not read any of your stuff. I'm going to be very honest. I like to experience a guest as, my audience would experience them with with no prior knowledge, so to speak. I read what Rain posts and I go from there. So do you delineate in No Sugars and No Grains the difference between the natural occurring sugars like in fruits or maple syrups or stuff like this? Talk about that delineation. And when you say no sugars, where does that fall? Okay. Um, first of all, we just have to comment how Elmer has now frozen because that face is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I said earlier, I mean, he's frozen. Rain can't no, get in. Oh, it's, baby. It's, it's you Dr. And Kevin and Anna show right now is what's happening. Hey, well, you know. Hey, baby. At least they kept the best, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> NSNG was started by Vinnie Tordrich. If you guys want to know more, go to VinnieTordrich.com, click and download his PDF. The long and short of it is cut out processed sugars and grains. Processed. Yeah, right, processed. So what that means for me, I will never have gluten. So, but for y'all who can tolerate the gluten, you're not gonna, you're gonna take out flour, anything with flour. You're gonna take out anything made with corn, rice, uh, white potatoes. Um, things like quinoa, even though quinoa is a seed, if somebody's really metabolically broken, they probably won't be able to tolerate it. Uh, a lot of things happen when the body starts to heal and people can reintroduce certain things and some people can't. Here's what I say. The baseline is, and this is where it gets more nuanced and probably why, okay, it's a very non-binary issue, right? Don't eat sugars and grains until it's not. Because here's the deal. We lead lives, right? We want to have a birthday cake. We want to have a wedding cake. We want to celebrate life. And we should do all those things. We should have a life. And NSNG is basically in your day-to-day life, cut out the sugars and the grains. And when you have a celebration, enjoy it and don't beat yourself up. Because the worst thing that, to me, diet mentality has done, and listen, I've been on a diet since the age of eight. And so it's only been in the past few years that I've gone, wait a minute, this is literally a lifestyle. And I know people say that, but it is a lifestyle. So it's my husband's 50th next week. You bet your ass I'm going to celebrate and eat cake and enjoy the week with him. And then I get right back on the, on the plan. But what people do is they go, oh, God, I, wanna, I want that cookie. I want the cookies. And then, you know, I want the cake. I want to eat the popcorn. I want to eat the thing. And then you eat it every single day, all day long, or, or little bites here and there. And then you wonder why you feel like shit. It's because your body's not designed to sustain that level of carbohydrate, processed carbohydrate intake. So yes, I do delineate between uh, carbs in fruits and vegetables and carbs naturally occurring. And let's say tomato, I sell tomato sauce. So when people are new to NSNG, sometimes it's called keto, sometimes it's called paleo, sometimes it's called low carb. It's all different, you know, shades of the same color, right? And people get afraid and they start to count the carbs. We don't count carbs. We don't count calories. Cut out sugars and grains. You eat real food. And if you want to do it plant-based, you can do it plant-based. If you want to do it eating meat, that's mo- the majority of our audience. If you want to do it eating dairy, you can. My resp- Half my recipes have dairy, half don't. I personally don't eat dairy and eggs. It triggers the celiac response. You kind of start to go on a journey where you figure it out what works for you. So it's yeah. very customizable. Well, you know, and this is part of what I want people to understand. And this is part of, you know, it's because this is called laughing, loving, and alive. And that when you <laughs> oh, oh, this is casual. Well, she's got eat happy and Anna's got eat happy too. Oh, okay. Um, when you, Being very subtle. So, but I, I, I want the audience to understand that when you eat and you are more aware of what you put in your body, you are more alive and that you're actually able to laugh more, love more and feel more alive if you're not always 
you know, having this this kind of uh, drag down. And it's, you know, and, and I want people to understand out there that, you know, like gluten, I, I don't eat gluten. I can't eat gluten. I don't have celiac, but I can't eat gluten uh, because of the inflammation response. But no matter who you are, gluten's going to inflame you. And there's nobody out there that I've run across that doesn't struggle with some kind of inflammation issues. Now I've been doing, I've been, I've had my practice for 31 years now. And part of what I do regularly is medical intuitive. So I kind of come in from, from a different side. And I also do a lot of work with, and have a lot of books out on ADD and ADHD. So I kind of come into this. And so it's very important to delineate the processed sugars, and you may not be celiac, you may not be gluten, i.e. intolerant yet, but it understand it's going to cause inflammation in your body and inflammation-based diseases and illnesses are more likely to come visit. Absolutely. That- Absolutely. And, and you said so many great things. I mean, the, the, the idea too, that people don't understand is that inflammation is the precursor to all the disease, all the disease. And I I didn't name the book, eat happy to be cute. My mom suffered from a debilitating level of bipolar depression. She tried to commit suicide multiple times. She was hospitalized after I was born for years uh, for, for postpartum. Like it's an issue, the sugar addiction. And she luckily went out on top. She managed to get the right cocktail of drugs for her. And she she went out feeling better mentally than she ever did. But my struggle with depression and then the change my brain chemistry underwent by taking out the processed sugars and grains t- allowed me to recalibrate everything and be happy without the use of pharmaceuticals. So for me, it has a deep meaning, the title. I know it seems trite, like, oh, you're just gonna be happy? Like, yeah, I understand life isn't like that. We don't all walk around like, I'm so happy. I don't, I didn't have Doritos. Like, obviously life isn't like that. But just to be able to change your brain chemistry so your brain's not inflamed and depression is a big time brain inflammation thing and being able to change your brain chemistry so that you can handle the shit when it comes because it will, it's life. You know, and I think that one of the things that we have to look at is because there is so much stuff out there that if you go back and you go back and you go back in ways that that American medicine in the past used to do and doesn't anymore or never did, but you go back to the layers and you look at the amount of heavy metals and chemicals and those get increased through the eating of any kind of processed food and the processed sugars. And you know, it takes a while to build it up, but once you're there, it doesn't take much. And what is one of, what are the things that we hear now that we didn't even hear five or six years ago um, is, uh, you know, environmental sensitivities. Yeah. I mean, debilitating environmental sensitivities. Oh, or anaphylactic reactions to things like nuts. Our immune system shouldn't be that heightened. Yeah, yeah. Where it's killing off things, you know, it's killing us to to protect us from things like that. Yeah, or anaphylactic things or whatever. So Rain said, my book is falling apart. It was poorly made. Oh, no, I'm sorry. My book (laughs) is falling apart. I've used it so much and I feel so much better. If it could just teach me how to use technology, I would be thrilled. <laughs> That's those um, are her words verbatim. Yeah, well, By the way, Rain, let me just let me just correct one part. She says after trying your recipes and Vinny's recipes, Vinny has like two recipes. Don't get it twisted, okay? <laughs> Vinny does not write recipes. He calls me and goes, "Hey, guess what? I heated up ground beef and poured your sauce on it." And I was like, "Okay, well, we'll turn that into a thing." i love Vinny, but a recipe writer he ain't oh i love this woman (laughs) (laughs) so talk to us about your so how are you so 
tell me about the sauce. It's organic. I mean, it's one of the things you make, I, yeah. you know, but tell me about it and how do you get around the processing part? Okay. Well, first of all, I, here's, here's kind of how it went down because I've always wanted to get into the CPG, which is the consumer packaged goods space. But how do you get it? I always think of like, what products am I missing? Especially when I started this journey, what things do I need to make my NSNG kitchen function better? What would be helpful to me? Now I have made sauce from scratch forever because that's the easiest thing to do for me. I didn't realize how many people wanted jarred sauces. Well, a listener of the podcast called me and said, I heard you saying you want to make your sauces. I'm a food manufacturer. And uh, I'm a small batch artisanal guy and uh, we can do it. And so we took two years to develop it, to source all the ingredients. Cause here's another thing, you know, the, the soil is getting depleted and it, and it's not helping the environment to traditionally farm the stuff. I don't want to be part of the problem. I want to be part of the solution. So to me going organic, by the way, if it's, if something, if you're getting certified organic ingredients, which we are. We can't get certified organic as a product because our our process our cooking is too in too small of a kitchen that can't get certified, unfortunately. So I can't have the whole product certified, but all of our ingredients are certified organic. So I want to be really clear. That's the USDA thing. So, but by the way, if something is organic, it is inherently non-GMO because that's a big buzzword. And it's also a very confusing buzzword. Some things are great that they're hybridized and we like these new things and other things are horrible roundup Monsanto monstrosities killing people. So non-GMO is a very tricky, confusing space, but the food that I'm using is organic and hence non-GMO. And also the way that it's farmed will help replenish the soil, not strip it and kill off the environment. So that was really important to me. So it took us two years to develop the first sauce. It's also important for me not to add any sugar. And at the time when we were starting to develop, I was having a hard time, even at Whole Foods or Sprouts or what was considered, you know, Erewhon and and uh, these fancy pants health food stores, Lassen's, you know, I would take the jars off the shelf and they had added sugar. And I was like, but why though? There's one sauce, I think it's by like, it's called like Organicville or something. I mean, it says it right in the title, it's organic. And you look at it, and I wound up buying it because I had to buy all the competitors, see what's going on. And not only did it have, it had agave nectar in it and it had a big thing like, yay, we have agave nectar. But I'm like, why? Why do you need agave nectar? Like why? Save it for something else or don't have agave. Who cares? Like I was so confused. And by the way, when you open it, it smells like barbecue sauce because you're not supposed to have sugar in tomato sauce. Sugar in tomato sauce equals barbecue sauce. So it's very, it's yeah. very we have a comment from Rain and um, looking for some where people can get your sauce oh, and books. If you go to eathappykitchen.com, the sauce is there. And I just launched two new flavors, which that took another year to develop. And literally two days ago, just launched the two new flavors of puttanesca and then the pink crema, uh, which is a cream and cheese sauce, again, using uh, the organic stuff wherever possible. And we'll continue to do it. It's very expensive to make, by the way, when you make it this way, it's very expensive. So then the next step is to call a, a co-manufacturer who can handle larger stuff, who is willing to do organic. And by the way, the number of people who won't call us back, who will basically hang up just to get us off the phone, who were like, cause they're, cause everybody's saying like, you can't do large scale organic tomato sauce and still make money. And I was like, I love it when people tell me I can't do something cause I'm gonna go do it. And the same thing happened with the books. I had people in publishing say like, you can't, why would you do the books? Who trusts you? Who are you? You're not a chef. You're not, a, you're just some lady. And I'm like, yeah, I know I'm a lady who's had to deal with this. And so I just make sure that I do it so well that it's undeniable. You do it so well and people make, you know what I mean? The books now speak for themselves. The recipes are so good. People want to make the stuff. The families get on board. You know, it's, it's, it's infectious that way, but I had to like really make sure that I'm doing things 100. Yeah. So Rain said to that she's not going to make anything. She's coming to your house. So <laughs> Come on over. Are you, are you in the Las Vegas area? I am in uh, Santa Inez, two hours north of L.A. I just moved up here a few months ago. Okay. Well, you know. In the to middle move, of wine country. 
to, to mooch, she might be willing to drive anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> but I will be in Vegas in October for KetoCon, so we have to meet up. Okay. For so sure. you, so, you know, there are so many things and you talk about this with your stuff and you know, you had, had to find out the hard way like I did that they put sugars and gluten in so many things oh, so many never things. had them and had no need for them and they've just put it in. Here's, here's a crazy thing I learned. I went to go, cause you know, we have to price this thing pretty high in order to make a couple cents off of the, each jar. And it's not where I want it to be priced. I wanted it, I want it to be priced $9.99 and lowered. Right now it's $12.49 a jar. And so I went to go look at some other high-end sauces and places where they sell high-end sauces, right? So I go to williamsonoma.com and they have all kind of like, a, you know, a short rib starter sauce or a chili starter sauce or like a pre-made sauce that you can just dump in the slow cooker with the meats and then you cook the thing. Great ideas, right? And... I looked at the ingredient of the, for example, the short rib starter sauce, and it had in it five different kinds of sugar. Now they're all like, you know, rice bran concentrate, malt, honey, molasses, cane sugar. They, you know, some of them were obvious like cane sugar, honey, molasses. Some of them were, you know, that how they use those, uh, mysterious grape juice concentrate, things like that, that are, that are just sugar. They make it sound fruity or like rice bran, like, Oh, it's, fiber. It's not, it's sugar. And, but then the, the carb count on the label is like one, one and a half grams of sugar per serving or whatever. And I was like, how can it have five grams of sugar? Well, what I've come to learn is they purposefully put in five different kinds of sugar, because if you have a gram or less per serving, you can say zero grams of sugar. So if they have five per ingredient, so if they have five gram, five grams, I'm sorry, five types of sugar in a food and that serving each ingredient qualifies to less than a gram. So you could actually be having five grams of sugar in the thing. So it's just hidden. It's hidden sugars. Now I did not purchase this sauce. And by the way, it was $17. I did not purchase this sauce to taste it, to see how, how sweet it tasted or whatever, if it was good or not. I have no idea. I know that we go to William, we, we consider William Sonoma a high end place. Listen, if William Sonoma came to me and said, we want to carry your sauce, I'd be freaking thrilled, of course. But it's like, it's that kind of stuff where you have to really understand what they're doing with the labels. And that is what the work that Vinny and I have been doing to educate people. Well, I'm not going to turn around and put crap in the food that I'm trying to sell people. That'd be horrible. Now, that's, now, that stuff would have showed up in the carb count, though, right? Like, no, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't show up in the carb count. No. Either. So if it's, if it's is, less than a gram, then you can put, legally, you can put zero. So, which, now, my husband is a type 1 diabetic. That's a very important distinction that type 1 diabetics need. Uh, yeah, because this would be, this. I mean, we... I weigh everything. I'm on top of everything. Mm -hmm. I have measure scales. I do everything because you can't mess with type one diabetes. No, there no and your blood sugar will go up with regular tomato sauce because that's the nature of the naturally occurring carbohydrates in tomato sauce. So imagine adding some sugar to it and not being aware that there's sugar in there. I mean, you might taste it, but, but then, you know, hopefully you have an insulin pump, you know, is, well, he has an insulin pump, but um, yeah, but still the, that, that, that disturbs me that yeah. they can misrepresent that because he would not be putting in, he would not be taking enough insulin for that sauce because they're, excuse me, screwing with the system yeah. in order to get a label or get people to think something. The system allows them to do that. Yep. That's why the system is flawed. I love it. every time she comes on, she's holding the book. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so beautiful. Um, now, so you have you have nothing in your tomato sauce that sweetens it. No, just it's just tomatoes. When you cook down tomatoes, they to me get a beautiful natural sweetness, which is lovely. There's tomato, basil, olive oil, garlic, salt, pepper. What am I forgetting? That's it. Okay. So 
why do you think we've gotten so so you so you just have two wait a second so you have two new sauces yeah i have three sauce flavors total and i'm launching three spice mixes because that's another space where uh it upset me greatly uh some of the three of my most popular recipes are making homemade spice mixes i grew up buying those ortego taco seasoning pouches that you pour on the meat and you have taco tuesday or whatever and uh loaded with msg yep those. loaded with msg cornstarch to fill them out uh now a lot of them add sugar. And in fact, there are some organic brands that have organic sugar and organic cornstarch in them. I'm like, why? Why do we need? I know they want to thicken it up, but like if you leave the fat in the meat, that will thicken it up. You just put it. So I've made my own taco seasoning for 20 years, uh, dill ranch dressing. I call it the dill and uh, my own barbecue dust. So those are coming out. And again, all sort of, those can be certified organic because they will be manufactured in a facility here in LA that can, that is certified organic. So I'll be able to put the USDA logo right on the front, but I can list the ingredients in the back, organic ingredients. So you guys can look at the ingredient list. And, and by the way, that's my advice to everybody. Look at the ingredient list. The nutritional facts, while they are required, are they're not reliable. They're just not reliable, unfortunately. That you know that the programs that, that that people use to run those through, I'm always like, that's why you can Google, you know, carbs in lime juice and get like 14 different answers on the front page of Google. It's it's not accurate. So I've heard this before that if there's more than five ingredients in something and you can't pronounce everything, you shouldn't eat it. Where well, do you yeah. stand on that? I mean, common sense, right? monosodium glutamate is MSG. What was another one that I saw? Although I will say, because I don't have dairy, I'm constantly in the case of non-dairy milks, lifting them to see like, what doesn't have carrageenan or guar gum? Or, you know, I'm trying to, I, I, sometimes I'll make my own at home, but I, I've learned to just have my coffee with, I whip coconut oil in it. Coffee. You know, so, but yeah, no, I, 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 totally agree with that is as much as you can do. And listen, nobody's perfect. You know, by the way, if you eat at a restaurant at all, which we're all going to be going back to restaurants very soon, if we haven't started already. In fact, I have a reservation tonight and I'm going to go get some ribs at the hitching post. And I, if you eat at a restaurant, you're going to get something, something's going to be in your food. And, and I hope. Hair, bugs. Yeah. <laughs> hair, <laughs> hair, bugs. <laughs> We have, we have a comment from Instagram that Rain is relaying to us. Oh, oh my gosh. A survivor on Instagram says she lives in California and your sauce is incredible and she feels like your books are helping her battle cancer. Oh my God. Well, great. I, I'm, I'm here to help you. Please write to me and say hello. I'm so happy to hear that. So that's great. Yeah, if if you are if you are currently battling here here's the thing. Here's what I would say. If you're currently battling something that's really scary, this is where cutting out sugar might you know what I mean? It's, it'll also help you just deal with it emotionally. Because if you're just if you have to add a food addiction on top of dealing with a really scary diagnosis and treatment, it's a lot. It's a lot. So what do you think of the things like stevias? Um, I personally think that stevia tastes like old sugar brewed through dirty socks. But that's just me. I, I, me for me, it's, it, have for at me it. it's the, I don't, it's the, it's the aftertaste. For me, it's like, I feel yeah. like I, it's fine when I drink it. Then all of a sudden it's like, why, why am I eating metal? <laughs> right. It's a little cloying at the end. You know what? Listen, here, here's what I say about sugars and sweeteners. If you are choosing things that don't have a lot of added crap in them, if you're eating foods that you're like cutting up and cooking down from whole foods for the most part, and you want to throw some stevia in your coffee, go get it. Get after it. I don't care. I just personally don't like the taste. And I didn't think I would ever ever be able to live without having some sort of sweetener in my coffee. And then it, it took about three days and I was like, Oh, I don't miss that at all. 
So it's, it's really, it's up to you uh, people like their artificial sweeteners too. And I, again, I don't like the, uh, even erythritol and monk fruit and xylitol. Those give me severe uh, stomach issues. And I think they do for a lot of people. And I don't think that's a celiac thing. I think that's a, how your constitution is. So just be, you know, ex- I, here's how I feel. I don't do those. If I'm going to make a treat or make a cake, I'm just going to make a cake and it's going to have sugar in it. And it will be gluten free because I have celiac. But if I'm going to do that, and and so my my dessert recipes, I have made them and tested them so that they have the least amount of sweet possible to make the recipe work. But they are intended for a treat, and I think it kind of blows people's minds. And I that's probably what my biggest negative reviews are. People are confused because they are told if you're on a diet, you're on a diet, and if you're if you're on a binge, you're on a binge. But we don't do a life where we're we have a regular life. We're either beating ourselves up and we're on a diet or we're just out of control and we're on a binge and we're eating everything in sight. And, and I am not, I'm, I'm here to be a voice of reason. Yeah. I, my, um, my housemate, um, works for the state of Maine and and they gave him, uh, naturally slim, uh, uh, subscription. It's, it's a, it's a program. So, and it, and it's not a diet. It's basically, it, it changes how you, approach food, how you think about food and how you think about eating. And so he would share things with me on that. And just by sharing those few things with me and me just thinking about how I ate, not going on a diet, not cutting anything out, I lost over 25 pounds. Amazing. And, and it was just things. And cause he's always said, even before this, he's always been like, you know, everything in moderation, like, you know, you, like you say, you know, you're going to make a cake, you know, you avoid sugars, but you can make a cake. I'm going to use sugar. You know, it's like, you don't have yeah. to hide from everything. It's just knowing. And for me, another big part was just taking, um, Everly Wells, um, uh, you know, tests I on like what, I, and I, cause I used to do a chocolate in, I was thinking I was being healthy. I was doing an isogenic shake every morning, but it was chocolate and I threw a banana in there and that's how I got my coffee. Cause I, I put too much sugar in my coffee and I was like, Oh, if I add it to my shake, I won't welcome to find out chocolate and bananas are high on my list. <laughs> so I'm like, I, have, I, had, I had to shift that. And I lost another five pounds just by shifting, not eating so much stuff that I'm, that I have a, a reaction to. If you're eating stuff that's causing inflammation and you cut it out, it, you'll be surprised at how fast you're like, oh, I feel better. And some things, some things you can cycle on and off of. Some things are going to be permanent. Like for me, dairy is unfortunately going to have to be a permanent thing because it's it's inciting the immune immune response in my body. So I have to be careful. But I, I think that, like you said, Elmer, it's like a it's a journey. You just you kind of like, mm, I want to tweak this. I want to tweak that. But ultimately, it's not. If you know that you could have something in moderation, great. Here's what I want to say for folks who go, well, I did that. I gave up sugar and I lost like 80 pounds, but then I gained it all back. What that tells me is you didn't do the belief work surrounding the food. And so if you don't do that work, you can take all the action steps in the world, but you're going to come back around to that, whatever it is. And it's usually not just one thing. We all have like all these negative belief systems that are going to come back around that, that you're feeding yourself. You're feeding those negative beliefs with that sugary processed food, like something's going on. And so I talk, I talk about that on the podcast. It's usually like, if you're really having that hunkering for something like that, it's generally because there's something negative that has happened and you don't even know it. It's so subtle and it's so subconscious that thing where you're like, all of a sudden you're standing in front of the fridge. And if you have the wherewithal to go, Oh my God, I'm not even hungry. I can't believe I'm doing this. That's a gift. Because oftentimes we're like, yeah, screw it. I'm just going to eat the thing. I feel sad about the thing or I feel angry about the thing or I got the email or I got the whatever. You don't even realize that you're doing it. And so when folks lose and then get, by the way, and we've all lost and gained and lost and gained. So I'm one of those people. But that just, that to me says, okay, now it's time. I'm going to take the action steps, but I'm also going to address the emotional stuff as I'm going through the journey. Well, you know, one of the things I work with my clients on about, losing weight is because we will store our unresolved emotions in our fat cells. Yes. So if you lose the fat cells, it's like, okay, so you have all of these unresolved emotions. They're living sprawled out in a nice little, you know, mid-class community, lots of housing. You take <laughs> some of the housing and now you got, you, you got less and less. And now suddenly they're in a three-story tenement with 50 issues living in one fat cell. And they're standing on street corners when you're not looking and calling them back to you because you haven't dealt with the emotional issues. That's right. 
So it's not just the negative belief systems, the habits and patterns, but we are trained at such a young age to associate love and being doing good with food that's bad for us. Right. And we're trained as a child. I mean, oh, yeah. And young children, given the option, will take a piece of fruit over a piece of candy. But we do, right. we, we do that. We give them that candy as this is your reward, this cake. But I'd like to get, I would like to get this answered. And then I want to read something that that said. And then we're going to see if Rain actually, I think she's frozen again. But your book is on the screen. Um, if she's going to be frozen, this is my favorite way for her to be frozen. I'm, Rain, I'm sad we didn't get to chat, but thank you for always freezing so, promoting my book. So <laughs> she's uh, going to call you. I'm going to text her when we're done because we'll chat with you after okay. we wrap up. But then she'll call you. She always calls every guest afterwards. Okay. So when we're done, she'll give you a call. Okay, if you are going okay. to, in your recipe book, if I buy your recipe book right, and it gives me a treat, what kind of sweetness do you recommend is the best choice? Okay. If you're what buying my sugar, book, don't make pounds. a treat. I want you to promise me. If you're buying my book, don't make a treat for 30 days. The, the chapter will still be there. Yep. In 30 days. Yep. But I, I use, uh, I, it depends on what you like. I, I have recipes with coconut sugar. I have recipes with maple syrup. I have recipes with honey. Those are generally the three. Date syrup is another one that I like to work with. Um, I got to be honest, I don't write dessert recipes that often because I will put on weight when I'm writing the sweets chapter of my book because I have to make things continually and taste them. And, yeah. but, well, but I stick to those sweeteners because that's what I like. I don't like honey as much. I know the world loves honey. I just, it's not a great flavor for me, but you can sub any of those things that I like that honey. <laughs> that's a nice honey. Say hello, Morgana. Say hello. <laughs> Morgana. I'm in love with Morgana. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I'm a star. I start slow. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, sure. We, those got, sugars are interchangeable, really. This is good. Coconut sugar. Now, what do you think of molasses? You just don't like the flavor? or do oh, you no, Molasses has some applications, and, and molasses has uh, uh, some nutrients. And by the way, my daughter, nutrients, yeah. I had a hard time breastfeeding. This is 20 years ago. I had a hard time breastfeeding, and I made her own formula, and I put molasses in, in, the, in the formula. So I, I'm a big proponent of things Good. like that. I yeah. just, if I were, I mean, nobody can drink molasses. Here's the thing. You can't overeat molasses either. Cause it's not like, you know what I mean? The flavor is so strong. You'd, you'd yeah. have to be a, a maniac to overeat you know, molasses. An, another Instagram cancer patient said she just ordered your sauce and your books. Amazing. My- Thank you. I appreciate the support. Make sure you write to me and say hello on the socials. I support you back and I really appreciate it. And by the way, I have a 31 day meal plan at my site. Uh, I think the first like five days are recipes you can find, but I also have tons of recipes on my website. You guys don't even have to buy anything. You don't have to. It's all there. All the information is there for free. And then when you are, if you like it, then buy the books. We only have uh, less than two minutes left. Um, next week, the next week, the next show in two weeks. I was speaking of which I didn't get a chance to do this because we had some technical problems. So this is our first show of the second season. So we've had been on a year now. So June's our, our anniversary. Um, but for the next show, we have Burke Allen Atkins. He's a media guru. Um, so he'll be on in two weeks. Um, and uh, we have, um, like I said, we have about a minute left. Kevin, if you want anything else you want to talk to her before we wrap up the show. Eat Happy Kitchen. Dot com eat happy kitchen.com uh is where you can get eat happy eat happy too you can get recipes you can get meal plans you can also listen to the podcast where do they find the podcast uh the podcast is on itunes it's called fitness confidential okay fitness confidential uh and you're and on that you can order the sauces you can order the incoming spice packets when they show yep, up eat happy kitchen and by the way i do a clubhouse every monday at eat happy kitchen as well and that's when that's what i love because people can jump on and just ask questions we talk it's a fireside chat exchange oh, ideas i'm yep. on clubhouse too perfect yep 
I'm doing a, I do a lot of rooms on ADD and ADHD there. Wonderful. So um, that's great. We want to thank, thank you to come. Um, as we're running out of time, one last message to our listeners before we sign out. But one thing would you want to tell them? Um, ha have more fun. Have more fun. Have more fun. Have fun, yeah. but just have more fun. We all need to have more fun. Thank you for coming. As things roll out, we'll have to have you back when we've got some more stuff to talk about. I haven't even got to the part of you that's listed as a comedian. That's right. Um, and I'm going to be in touch because I want to get you on my radio show, The Dr. Kevin Show, so we can talk about whatever we want. Whatever. Okay, Albert, let's take us out. I'm trying. Yes, you are. Can you take us out? Oh. <laughs> oh, and now it can't play the video file. Uh, is it going to play now? Where's Rain and her kazoo when we need it? <laughs> I told you I'm Rain tonight. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so play us out. <laughs> All right. I'll...